on today's show, I'm going through the middle third of my top 30 Rangers prospects, including three guys that were undrafted free agents in that class of 2020. That's looking better and better and better for the Rangers. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan, covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of this podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing. Look. Now, before we get into the next chunk of my top 30 Rangers prospects, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Now, on yesterday's show, I broke down the first 10, or I guess the, the bottom 10 of my top 30 prospects rankings, and there were a couple of new guys that were really exciting on the list, a couple of guys who had been around for a while, and, and I think everybody on this list um, for, for this chunk, this third, um, has been there before, but some really, really exciting, actually, there is one guy who was not on any of my top 30s before who had a really nice breakout season last year, and it, it may not be the hitter that you were thinking of. But let's get into it. My number 20 prospect on this top 30 2024 preseason is Davis Wenzel, a former first-round pick out of Baylor University, a Irvine native, not a Texas uh, native by... Uh, you know, growing up, but you know, he's a, he's a college Texan and he, he's stuck here in Texas and this year in not the Texas league, but in the PCL, which is in Texas in round rock. He had a very, very good season for the round rock express. He is a utility player. He is a little bit older on the prospect side. He's going to have his age 27 season this year. Um, but I am a big believer in Davis Wenzel. I think he could have a pretty prolonged major league career. He is a utility infielder who's got a very good, is a very good judge of the strike zone. has got some pretty good pop as well. He had 30 home runs this year and 19 doubles in 124 games for the AAA Round Rock Express while playing a little bit of shortstop, a little bit of third base, um, a little bit of second base as well this year. In the past, he has played um, in the outfield for a couple of games in college, um, but but pretty much a, a solid defensive uh, shortstop, a solid defensive third baseman. He was in that same draft class as Josh Young. They were both co-players of the year in the Big 12 in their final season in 2019. Um, and he had a really solid season this year. And I think that he could be making his debut in the majors this year. Um, he's a little bit below on the pecking order of, um, you know, Ezekiel Duran and Josh Smith, but I think he's a little bit ahead of Jonathan Ornelas. Now his glove isn't quite as good as Ornelas's, And I don't think that he is going to play center field like Jonathan Ornelas does, but the strike zone discipline and the raw power are very, very good. I mean, it is rare to have somebody hit 30 home runs in a minor league season because 
minor league seasons are shorter. And um, usually if they're they're doing that well, they'll be um, bumped up to another level to go ahead and, and have harder pitchers to face off against. And the last time that anybody had 30 home runs for the Round Rock Express was Kyle Tucker back when they were owned by the Houston Astros. So it's been a while since anyone's had a 30 homer season for the Round Rock Express. And his, it wasn't just, you know, mirage power. It was legitimate raw power that was translating into games. He does pop up the ball just a little bit too much, um, which is why his batting average was, was down a little bit this year at 236. But the on-base is in the 360s and the OPS is 838. It was a solid offensive season. And with the glove being what it is, I mean, that's the makings for a, a solid bench player. I don't think he's going to be an everyday big leaguer at, at any point, especially since he's you know going to be 27 in, in May of this year. But hey, that's a guy who who could have a pretty long career, at least like a five-year career in the big leagues as a backup bench guy with you know good on-base skills, good defensive skills, and, and some pop when you need it. So uh, I'm, I'm a believer in Davis Wenzel. Really, really liked what he did um, last year, and I think it's definitely worthy of earning him a spot on the top 30 prospect list. Now, next guy on this list is a right-handed pitcher, Emiliano Teodo. Is He has started for most of his career, but the big breakout for Teodo really came in the Arizona Fall League this year. He's 22 years old. He has started at pretty much every level in his minor league career, 59 games, 31 of those were starts, um, but he did not start a single game in the Arizona Fall League. He pitched in eight games, 11 innings, 19 strikeouts, three walks, three hits, zero runs. That was against the most advanced competition that he has faced in his minor league career. Zero runs. 19 strikeouts in 11 innings. The, the guy was the reliever of the year in the Arizona Fall League. He was just absolutely dynamic. He has got a fastball that ranges up into the triple digits, and he's able he's been able to command it just a little bit better, made it a two-seamer as opposed to a four-seamer, get a little bit more uh, better movement on it as opposed to it just being 100 miles an hour and straight at you, which big league hitters can time up and more advanced hitters can time up that velocity. Um, but getting a little bit of movement on it with the, uh, with the velocity, that is a dangerous, dangerous pitch as well as his breaking ball, which is a curveball, sometimes called a slider. I think it's more of a curveball, but it is a very, very fast curveball that he can throw four strikes. It's got a lot of bend on it as well. And, um, it's a very, very freaking good pitch for him. I think he's going to transition to the bullpen sooner as opposed to later. Because I just don't see him being able to, you know, stack up these innings um, as as much as as I would really really like him to. He missed the good chunk of the beginning of the season with an injury, but still pitched 61 and two thirds innings in Hickory this year, and then added 11 more in Surprise. I was in Down East the year before as a 21 year old, so you know he he's about age appropriate for for each of these levels. I'd imagine that he starts in Double uh, A Frisco next year, but this is a guy who could make the major league camp make it a roster out of camp i really think that he has got that kind of potential i mean the guy has got you know scary velo and a good breaking ball as well and he's getting better command of the zone as well i mean those that walk rate being down where it was i mean just three walks in 11 innings as opposed to he's averaging about five walks per nine innings in his minor league career um before surprise i guess just to this point he also had 15 and a half strikeouts per nine in case you weren't doing the math on 19 strikeouts in 11 innings. It is some impressive, impressive numbers at each stage of the game. Um, but if he can 
cut that walk rate down uh, even more, um, then maybe he can stick as a starter. If the walk rate is around, you know, three and a half, four walks per nine, that's, that's more of a reliever, but still the stuff is, is extremely nasty. I wouldn't be surprised to see him move quickly through the system, make his big league debut at some point next year. Maybe him making it, making the roster out of camp is, is a bit, you know, aggressive, but I mean, the guy's stuff is as nasty as well, is nasty enough to be in the big leagues right now and get big league hitters out. Can he stay in the zone enough to succeed as a major league reliever at this point? Um, well, I don't know, but I think the Rangers are very, very intrigued as to what they have seen. And, uh, the early signs have been very promising for one Emiliano Teodo. Now, next guy on this list, number 18 prospect in the Rangers system is Aiden Curry. Aiden Curry is one of the several players that the Rangers signed as an undrafted free agent after that shortened 2020 draft. The Rangers got, obviously, a a great draft class in 2020. I mean, Justin Foscue is a solid first-round pick. Evan Carter, as a second-round pick, is going to be one of, probably one of the the bigger steals uh, in the draft of, I don't know, the last... 10 years if, if Evan Carter's career pins out anywhere near what he did in the first you know, two months of being a big leaguer. Um, and then they had several guys who they signed as undrafted free agents. 20 grand to Aiden Curry is looking like an absolute steal for what the Rangers got. He spent this year between Hickory and Down East. Most of his time in Hickory, he's a 20-year-old who's listed at 6'5", 205 pounds, so really has um, the kind of frame that you, you know, can add on a little bit more weight and you know, has the, the kind of frame that you could imagine being a workhorse starting pitcher in the big leagues, and he's got the repertoire to prove it as well. He's got a fastball that sits 90 to 95, but it plays up because it's got some pretty good movement on it as well. This year in in uh, down east, he started uh, 15 games, pitched in 19, had an ERA of 2.3, which is awesome in 80 innings, also 99 strikeouts. Around three walks per nine. Um, really, really solid numbers. Uh, wasn't quite as pretty when he went to Hickory. He's still three years younger than the average Hickory uh, pitcher in the Sally League, which is really impressive. Six innings there, 10 strikeouts, um, but really got bit by the home run ball. Three homers and six and a third innings. Not great, but hey, he's still very young and aggressive promotion um, for a guy who had had a really solid season up to that point. Um, just trying to get him more innings after the year was done. That's encouraging. I'd imagine he starts the year in Hickory, um, but this is a guy who has got some some other pretty solid offerings, a, a, a pretty a pretty good fastball, um, and I'm excited to see what he does next year. Um, and if he makes it up to A Frisco by the end of next year, that is a really, really good sign um, for Aiden Curry. Coming up, we're look at the next grouping of these prospects, including a guy who didn't have the best season in AAA, but still is worth mentioning. And another guy who had a season-ending injury that is definitely someone to keep an eye on in 2024. Right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy reality of life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for tough situations? Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Jace Medical has the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. 
visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at just a fraction of the cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use our offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, I'll be back with the top 10 prospects in the Rangers system. Some very exciting names to talk about. And uh, yeah, I think we'll be back maybe on Thursday as well. We'll, we'll see. Um, but anyway, let's get into the number 17 prospect in this Rangers prospect list. That is Dustin Harris, the outfielder slash third baseman slash first baseman slash mainly just an outfielder at this point. He was acquired in the trade for, I believe it was the Elvis Andrews trade as well, um, acquired from, no, 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 sorry, that was the Mike Minor trade. Sorry, a different a different trade where the Rangers absolutely fleeced the A's. He came in and was an absolute star for the Rangers in 2021, a really, really great year. 2022 was also a really, really solid season from, Fo- or from not Foskey, from Dustin Harris. Uh, but this year wasn't quite as great. Uh, he did spend half his time in Frisco, half his time in Round Rock, and, and overall, the numbers were actually much better in Round Rock. In 67 games there, um, just under 300 plate appearances, he had 17 stolen bases and 9 home runs uh, on base of 382, slugged 455, he had an on base around 370 at uh, Frisco as well, and slugged over 400, um, but just the power numbers were, were pretty far down from where they had been in years past, and even with more games played and, um, you know, more at-bats as well. The the power numbers overall were down. Just 14 home runs for him this year. Did have seven triples, which was very, very impressive. And and he's got the speed to do it. I mean, he's he's really got some, some great speed. The instincts are improving in the outfield. He had mostly played third base and, and first base, but it seems like a corner outfield is, is probably where he is going to stick. That's where the Rangers think he's got the most value. Um, and I don't necessarily think they believe in him that much long-term as a third baseman. It's going to be tough for him to find a spot in this Ranger team. Again, he is an outfield prospect, and even though he had an 809 OPS in, you know, 566 plate appearances this year, it's just, it wasn't quite the leap that I was hoping for Dustin Harris to make. He does still have some holes in his swing, not still entirely sold on, on how good of a defensive corner outfielder he can be. I mean, he's got the athleticism. It's just a matter of getting the reps and, and um, you know, just st- sticking with it and, and seeing if, if those reps and that athleticism can really kind of play up in the way that you would want. The exit velocities for him this year in AAA were, were not super encouraging like you would think of a guy who, you know, slugged 455. Um, I just want to see that power play a little bit more. I know he's got that raw power in there. He is a very, very strong dude. Um, but again, I would just like to see it play up just a little bit more than we have seen it in games at this point. Uh, he was in my top 10 prospects last year for the Rangers, dropped all the way to 17. And it wasn't really as much about what he did or didn't do um, as opposed to the people around him just improving and impressing just that much more. Number 16 in this top prospect rankings is outfielder Jason Morabell, who had a solid full season debut uh, or I guess regular full season debut. He played in eight games in with the Down East Wood Decks last year. As an 18-year-old, he is a left-handed hitting outfielder signed out of the Dominican Republic. He just turned 20 in December of this year. 
But 2023 wasn't super great for him, not because of his performance, but because of an injury. He had shoulder surgery that sidelined him, ended his season in May, unfortunately. Only 37 games for him, but the on-base being um, where it was at that point at uh, 384 was really, really impressive for a 19-year-old in full-season Paul. I think he really would have... Improved even further if he had gotten a full season under his belt. Maybe would have even made it all the way up to high eight hickory as a 19-year-old. But again, we will not know. He needs to show a little bit more power. He only had one home run in 151 plate appearances this year. And only three homers last year in 170-ish, give or take, um, with the ACL. Um, but I don't know. I'm a believer in this kid. The Rangers are, are pretty high on him. We'll, we'll see what he looks like when he comes back from that shoulder surgery. He is still young, so he is still, you know, it takes a while to, to have that game power actually play up and, and get the raw power up to uh, where the Rangers expect him to be. He is probably long-term going to end up as a right fielder. He's got the arm for it. He hits uh, left-handed. He's got projects to have a, about average-ish speed, maybe a little bit above average, but not going to be playing, I don't think, as much center field in the long term as he has so far. He's played 35 games in right, 75 in center field, um, but we'll see. I mean, they're going to stick him in center probably as long as as he can stay there um, to see if he can maintain that value, but the on-base skill is there. The raw power uh, needs to show itself a little bit more in games for me to feel a little bit better about his ceiling, but hey, solid first season of full season ball even though it was only 37 games i'm hoping that he can come back and his age 20 season can be just as impressive as his age 18 season was when he finally made it to state side ball now next guy on this list is a left-handed pitcher mitch bratt you may remember him from such such great games as uh, being a sacrificial lamb for team canada against team usa in the world baseball classic sending a 19 year old to face off against probably the best lineup uh, of that Team USA could construct, and it predictably did not go well. But hey, the fact that Team Canada felt good enough to put him on their team, uh, well, maybe it was more of a a indictment on who was willing to pitch for Team Canada. But hey, it's a nice, you know, major lesson. I don't think he gave up a single home run, uh, which is about the only thing that went well for him. But hey, the regular season was much, much better for him. He also spent some time in the Arizona Fall League, but he spent this year as a 19-year-old in high A Hickory, 4.1 years younger than the average pitcher in the Saturday League. That is impressive. He had an ERA around three and a half in 60 innings, struck out nearly 11 per nine, walked two and a half per nine. Those were really, really solid numbers from a kid who was performing well above his age range. I think he's going to start next year, probably in double A Frisco. The stuff isn't exactly, you know, super electric, but he still knows how to pitch incredibly well, stays in the strike zone, gets guys to expand the zone, isn't going to blow you by you with, you know, 98, 99 miles an hour, but he just knows how to pitch and knows how to pitch very, very well, which is very impressive for a fifth round pick in the 2021 draft i mean here's the 2021 draft and he's already probably going to be in double a a high school pitcher already making it to double a in basically two years of minor league ball he also did have a little bit of time in the arizona complex league which by the way his arizona complex league debut was incredibly impressive pitching in four games and not allowing a single earned run not walking a single batter in six innings and striking out 13 
that was pretty darn impressive. So this kid, the Rangers obviously think very highly of him, as did Team Canada, even though uh, it didn't go well against the best hitters in the world as a 19-year-old who hadn't pitched above low A. Uh, But hey, he got that experience under his belt. Did get and out. So uh, that is something he can put a feather in his cap and hopefully another feather in his cap if he makes his big league debut in 2025, I think would be the most aggressive expectation for this young left-hander that is no longer the teenage lefty for Team Canada. Coming up, we're going to look at a guy who jumped on my radar this year. He had a very nice season. Some of the Rangers put on their 40-man to protect from the Rule 5 draft and the breakout hitter outside of Wyatt Langford, for the 2023 Rangers minor league system. Right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The regular season is wrapped up, but hey, there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. If you wanted to bet on the Dallas Cowboys to go ahead and win their first Super Bowl since the 90s, you're feeling good about DFW sports, and you know Rangers just got it kicked off. And so, of course, the Cowboys are going to be next, and then Mavs are going to win it all, and then the Stars are going to win it all. I mean, they've got all kinds of different odds, and now is the best time to get in on the betting action. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Now let's get to the next player on this list, a guy making his debut on the Locked On Top 30 Rangers prospects. That is shortstop Cam Colley. He made his debut on the Locked On Rangers podcast this year. One of just a few players I've actually had on this this uh, show that was back uh, all the way in, I believe it was uh June or, or July of this year when he was in the middle of just having a really, really great middle of the season. He was the Rangers' third-round pick back in the 2021 draft out of Barbers Hill High School in Mont Bellevue, Texas. He is he grew up just outside of Houston, but always grew up a Rangers fan on the good side of history. Spent some time in the Arizona Fall League this year and also split time between Down East and Hickory um, in Hickory was where he really made his uh, his breakout season. Five home runs and seven doubles in just 34 games there. A 760 OPS. Plays a legitimately very, very good defensive shortstop. And Baseball America had his glove and his, uh, his arm as the best infield glove and arm in the Rangers farm system. You know, he had some... Pretty decent exit velocities. I mean, they're they're fine. Um, not anything crazy, uh, but a little bit more power than I initially thought we would get out of him. I mean, as an 18-year-old in the ACL, in 100 plate appearances, he had zero home runs, only had two in 77 games in Down East in 2022 as a 19-year-old. So um, that that glove will play. That glove will absolutely play. And he's got a pretty decent knowledge of the strike zone. And you got an arm like that, and you can really pick it at shortstop. You've definitely got a future as a possible big leaguer. Um, really excited by what this kid did. Really kind of jumped uh, out. Uh, his tools weren't super loud. Kind of, uh, you know, flew under my radar as the Rangers' third round pick, you know, back in 2021. I didn't, you know, see much out of him in, in the complex league debut but again it's it's hard to really make a name for yourself there and you know, i thought it was fine in 2022 as a 19 year old in 
in full season ball, um, but the offensive numbers were just not super great. Really brought the offensive numbers uh, way up this year and uh, really stood out with his defense and his ability to get on base at a, a pretty solid rate. So a uh, great season from Cam Colley this year. Next guy on this list is someone who the Rangers put on their 40-man roster to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. That is right-handed pitcher Jose Corniel had a really good year this year for the Rangers, spent time between Hickory and Down East, and had pretty good numbers at both spots. Over 100 innings this year as a 20-year-old, where he finished the season you know, 3.1 years younger than the average Sally League player. 58 innings with a 309 ERA and 63 strikeouts for him in his time in Hickory. Really, really solid season. The fastball is probably his his best tool. I don't know if he's going to stay as a starter since the Rangers have already put him on the 40-man roster. Um, but the Rangers are clearly big believers in him. They were worried that he was going to be taken in the Rule 5 draft. And and seeing him put on the Rangers 40-man roster at age 20 um, is, is a pretty encouraging thing. I anticipate he probably starts next year at AA Frisco. Uh, but again, this guy has got um, some some pretty high upside. Uh, we'll see uh, how long he sticks in the rotation. That will really determine his, his overall future upside. But I think at the very worst, he's going to be um, a pretty nasty back-end reliever, and uh, the Rangers are clearly believers that he could at least hit that um, because you do not put a guy on the 40-man roster and protect him from someone who hasn't even been to double-A. I mean, obviously the Rangers thought saw something that other teams saw, um, that this guy you know, could have a big league impact as soon as 2024. So that is a big, big uh, green flag in his his hat, wherever you put green flag. I keep using the, starting this metaphor and never finishing it, but it is a good sign for Jose Corniel after a very, very good season. Only three seasons of um, of minor league ball, but hey, he has put, clearly impressed the Rangers in what he has done so far. Now, the next guy on this list is Josh Steven, a guy who made it all the way up to double A by the end of the year. He is 22 years old, just turned 22 on November 1st, and he is a DeSoto native or grew up or was born, excuse me, in DeSoto, went to South Grand Prairie High School in Grand Prairie, Texas. So a local boy, 6'3", 185 pounds. I don't believe in this kid sticking as a starter. Made just one start in AA Frisco. Spent the bulk of the season in Hickory. Had a 217 ERA in 62 and a third innings. 73 Ks, uh, per, 73 strikeouts. So 10.5 strikeouts per nine. 1.7 walks per nine. The kid commands the strike zone very, very well. Again, being 21 years old and making it all the way up to double-A Frisco, even if it was just for one start. The Rangers clearly believe in this kid, the local boy. Um, the slider is his best secondary pitch. He's got some pretty good control and a changeup that, that goes pairs pretty well with it as well. Um, being 6'3", I think he's definitely got the frame to stick as a starter. I think his ceiling is, is probably more of a, you know, maybe a number three starter, maybe a number four. But hey... There's some value in that, and the Rangers haven't done a whole lot of developing, even number threes or fours in rotations, and if he can hit that number three ceiling, that would be a fantastic outcome for Josh Steven, another 2020 undrafted free agent. The Rangers saw him around town, and he obviously flew under the radar in that 2020 draft with only five rounds, and the Rangers said, hey, you want to come play for your hometown team? I'll give you 20 grand. And he said, all right, sure, that'll work. Another guy who they did that for is the last guy that I'm going to be talking about today. That is Abimelech Ortiz, a first baseman slash 
corner outfielder, another 2020 undrafted free agent signing. This year was just a massive, massive year for Abimelech Ortiz. He spent time at two different levels and finished up in the Arizona Fall League for 12 games there. Um, but between Hickory and Down East, he played 109 games, 33 home runs, four triples, which is a little surprising given the reports on his speed, and 20 doubles. That is, let's see, 57 extra base hits for him in 450 plate appearances. That's real solid. He hit just shy of 300 for the year, 294 on base in the 370s, slugged 619, a 990 OPS. The guy hit the absolute tarnation out of the baseball, walked at a solid rate. Uh, the strikeout rate was more than you'd like for a guy whose entire carrying profile is going to be his offense. He is almost certainly going to be a first baseman. Uh, he's a little bit of a bigger guy listed at um, six foot even and 230 pounds, but boy, howdy, can that guy hit the absolute snot out of the baseball? He's got a very, very aggressive approach, but when he makes contact, it is loud, it is hard contact, and it is consistent, which is something that is a a green light for him, a, a nice little feather in his cap, if you will. I swear, I've probably said that 18 times over the last two podcasts, but hey, it's true. It's true. This guy's probably going to start in double A next year. Um, we'll see how he fares against very, very advanced pitchers in 12 games in the Arizona Fall League. He hit 314 with an on-base of 460 and slugged 600, three home runs in 50 plate appearances. He really, really impressed against those, those more um, advanced pitchers. And uh, yeah, this is a nice breakout season for a guy who really not a whole lot uh, was, was thought of him before this year. I mean, in 2022 as a 20 year old, his first taste of full season ball, he had a 688 OPS, um, just 11 home runs in 94 games, which, you know, if you're a 20, if you're a 20 year old in full season ball and you're whole entire profile is offense first. That's not exactly super duper impressive, but Hey, the Rangers saw enough from him to, um, you know, give him an everyday spot in 2023 as a down East wood duck and promote him after just 29 games to Hickory, where he absolutely crushed it and crushed it yet again in the Arizona fall league. He will have to continue to absolutely rake and mash, but I am a big believer in this guy's bat. I mean, he, it's hard to find guys who can, you know, put up those kind of exit velocities that consistently. I mean, I think only pipeline had his, his power um, tool as a, just a plus. I think the raw power is definitely plus plus. Cause you, you cannot get those kind of, of numbers. I mean, hitting 33 home runs in a full season of minor league ball. Um, you want to bump it up to 36. If you include the Arizona fall league games, I mean, those numbers, don't happen often. And for him being you know, below average age for Hickory, he was about league average age at down East, um, but a little bit younger than the average position player in the Sally league. That was impressive. If he continues to rake and mash at the double a level, which I anticipate that he will. I mean, the guy has got a, a pretty big swing. If he can, you know, continue to walk at a very good rate and show that plus plus, in my opinion, raw power, then that's a potential big leaguer. That is a guy who could make an impact impact with just his bat as a first baseman. If he's okay defensively at first base, that'd be great. I mean, thinking about, I think in last, last week's shows when I was doing my projection for the 2026 Rangers, I had him as the Rangers first baseman in 2026. If the Rangers decided to let Nathaniel Lowe walk in free agency, this could be a guy who is next in line. 
first base prospects aren't usually a thing because you have to hit at such a high level. I mean, Blaine Krim had a great, great year for Round Rock, but I didn't include him in my top 30, even though he hit at such a high level. I mean, because, again, you've got to absolutely mash. Albie Malik Ortiz has a... His, his offensive ceiling is pretty darn high, and he will have to continue to rake like he did this year in order to make an impact at the big league level. But hey, I'm a believer in that kid, and what a breakout year he had. That's going to do it for today's show. I'll be back tomorrow with the top 10, including me talking about, um, predictably, you might be able to guess a, a couple of guys in the top three or the top five, or you, you might be able to guess all 10 of the top 10. But they are some exciting high-ceiling prospects to talk on tomorrow's show. And that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.